Hey everybody, Dave Hagen here. Today we're going to talk about the skills that companies say they need most in 2020. And we're going to talk about soft skills. What's that? Stay tuned. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast coming to you today from beautiful downtown Van Nuys. With me today, Mr. Brian Reed. Welcome, Brian. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Did you like that rain coming in here today? That was uh, that was awesome. A lot of rain. We like the rain in Southern California <laughs> because as the song goes, it otherwise never rains in Southern California. We need it. Yeah, we need it and more. So today I want to talk about the skills that companies feel they need most in 2020. And I want to talk about uh, soft skills, which is a new concept for me. So I was looking at an article by Deanna Pate in the LinkedIn Learning website, and, and she had put together an article dated January 13, 2020, and she had put together this list of skills the companies feel they need most. So they went back to the uh, network that they have of over 660 million professionals and uh, looked at 20 million plus jobs, and they were able to glean from that the 15 most in-demand soft and hard skills of 2020. And um, I thought that was really interesting. I was ready to read on, but then I saw this phrase, soft and hard skills, and didn't know what that meant. So I dug into it even more, and that's what I want to talk about uh, today. So um, they listed these five or six soft skills that are most in demand, and I'm going, well, what are soft skills? I've never thought about that before, and they define it as being the essential interpersonal skills that make or break our ability to get things done in our current jobs or to take on new opportunities ahead. Like I said, never heard this term before. Um, I've hired many people in my day, never thought about it. Um, what I always used to look for is basically the spark in someone's eye. If someone looked like they were clever, if someone looked like they would e be easy to get along with, if someone looked like they were generally happy and, and able to add value to the enterprise, that's kind of what I thought. I never really thought about soft skills. Are these, are these interpersonal skills? Um, I don't know. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, certain things are testable. Maybe you can, you know, you're tangible. Right. You can look at a resume. You can see previous job experience. But maybe in this day and age, we're now expanding our thoughts and going. We want the right people <laughs> right. long term. You know, it's important to have these soft skills as well to make that you know a better work environment. Right, right. I knew a guy that uh, had someone in his office, and he said, uh, "This person is so difficult, and her personality is so problematic." And I said, "Well, why? 
why are they still hired by you? And he says, well, they, they get a lot of work done. It's a phenomenal, the amount of work. And I said, so you let someone beat on you in your office because they get a lot of work done? He goes, well, yeah, basically. Um, I think that people are looking for, businesses are looking for people that have good interpersonal skills and, and maybe, maybe that's what they're talking about with these, with these soft skills, you know? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's maybe broader than just, uh, interpersonal skills, but, uh, we'll see as we go down the list. You know, another thought is it's, it's so hard to part with an employee and not, not only from the legal perspective, but just from the, the personal um, perspective. And I think that as a result, people are wanting to know more and more what the people are like that they're potentially um, hiring. You know, I know someone who recently went through six or seven interviews. Um, you know, why, why do you think that would be? I mean, that seems pretty excessive. Maybe it's a soft skill job. Maybe there's a bunch of people that all had to interview them. Right. Who knows? I mean, I would think so. And that starts to make sense, especially as you think about that in the context of talking about, you know, soft skills. Um, do you think that you think these soft skills are learned or are they innate? Are they nature or nurture? Combination of both. Yeah. 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 I think some people maybe are predisposed with some of these soft skills, but it seems to me they certainly can be learned. What are some more of these soft skills? Oh, we're going to get to that in uh, just a minute. Hmm. <laughs> so the topping the list for these soft skills were creativity, collaboration, persuasion, and emotional intelligence. These were all kind of skills that demonstrate how someone will work with others and, and bring new um, ideas to the table. Um, for the five most in-demand soft skills... Uh, remain in the top spot from from last year, uh, you know, further reinforcing the idea that these skills are kind of evergreen. They're important from from year to year to year. According to the article, the one soft skill that fell out of the top five was time management. And um, I don't know that that was ever really a great soft skill, so to speak, but that fell out of the top. In fact, I think it even fell off the list and it was replaced by emotional intelligence. I think people are, are kind of thinking more and more about this concept of emotional intelligence. And I think it's, um, uh, that's why it made it into the, into the top five. So uh, according to uh, Learning LinkedIn, the top five in-demand soft skills are number one, creativity, uh, in the same number one spot as the previous year. And I think there they're talking about there are people who can take a creative approach to problems and tasks and who can think outside the box or maybe in some cases not even realize there, there are a box or is a box. Um, so creativity, the number one soft skill, focusing in or honing in on someone's ability to bring new ideas to the table. Number two, persuasion. This was interesting to me, same as the previous year. Um, I think they're looking for leaders. I look, think they're looking for managers, people who have the ability to effectively communicate ideas and persuade their colleagues or other stakeholders that it's uh, in their best interest to follow their lead. So persuasion and an element of that being the ability to communicate clearly and effectively um, ideas. 
Number three, collaboration. I never thought of collaboration as a skill, but now that I've chewed on it a little bit, I kind of think so. Uh, again, same as the year before, number number three, um, individuals who can complement those who are colleagues and try and get them to reach a, a common goal. Um, some of these are also leadership skills, it seems to me, persuasion, collaboration, that mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Um, I think people want businesses or businesses want people with some of these um, basic kind of, of leadership skills. Number four, adaptability, same as 2019. Um, you know, a constant in life and in businesses change and um, they want people that are going to stand out in terms of being able to adapt to, to this change, especially um, people that are, are needing to deal with stressful situations. So adaptability is the number four soft skill. And the number five, emotional intelligence, uh, a kind of a new, uh, a new uh, thought that um, um, I hear people talking an awful lot about. The, the ability to perceive and evaluate and respond to their own emotions and the emotions of, of others, you know? I heard somebody say... Um, you know, in terms of dealing with personnel, just get rid of the crazy. You know, I, I think 10 years ago it was about, well, come on in and let's let's work through this. And, and, and I, I hear businesses more and more saying, you know, hey, just get rid of the, the crazy. And I think that uh, emotional intelligence is a way of finding people that aren't going to be emotionally responding or, or what we call crazy. Um, and, and who wants to deal with that? Why even bring them in? You know, aren't these just the... I think you were subconsciously picking up on all of these things, but you just called it the spark in the eye. Well, you may be right. You may be right. I mean, the last thing you want to do is hire someone that's going to be either, um, you know, I would say low energy, but that, that term has kind of had been used in a negative <laughs> context in the last couple of years, last four or five years. But um, you don't want someone low energy and you certainly don't want someone that, you know, you're just going to say, wow, this is, um, this is going to stir the pot. I heard, I was talking to someone just recently um, and they were saying that one of the requirements to um, get employed is they have um, even, a, you know, a, a frontline person, um, a front of the business person, they have to meet and get approved by all the other people in the back. And I think that sometimes you can get different reads or different opinions from different people on what a new person might be like. And I think that um, having some of these soft skills is what people innately um, perceive or, or, or make some kind of or de derive some kind of or generate some kind of an opinion on. And I, you know, I, I, I think you're right. Maybe, maybe my very, very, very generic way was was to refer to it as a spark in the eye, but I think all of these kinds of things have led into it. And, and I think people are just being more thoughtful about what that spark might entail. What are the elements of that? So I think you might be, you know, um, exactly right. It also occurred to me that a lot of this is just, um, you know, isn't this just finding people who know how to behave, you know? Um, <laughs> Uh, although I think some of the soft skills that we talked about were, were more, you know, more advanced than that. Certainly persuasion, 
um, certainly uh, ability to be collaborative, certain, certainly someone being able to be creative. I always just assume that that's the way everybody would be because I tend to, to be that way, but not necessarily. I mean, some people are just very content to, um, you know, do what they do in a very quiet way in an office. And, and that's their way of contributing to the, um, the value of the, of the company. So those are the soft skills. Those are the soft skills. And that's what I thought was most interesting, soft skills, because I thought I always had looked at resumes and, and, and looked at the, the hard skills. I think the hard skills are some things that um, show up on, on resumes more. In fact, I was looking at an article of somebody who had looked at a lot of remem- um, resumes and I forget who it was. Maybe it was someone from Microsoft, maybe it was someone from Google, and they were saying, you know, look, one of the things that should be on a resume are some statistics, if you can, about how much business increased or statistically how, how you can show how you contributed to the overall oper- operation of the business. And I think some of that um, relates to, um, you know, these hard skills. Hard skills are, are specific skills that somebody has, like so, like a um, um, someone who frames in buildings, knowing how to um, to do that, how to put in nails in a specific way, or an electrician knowing specifically how many watts and amps and whatever needs to go into a, a wiring a particular house or a business. I think those are those are hard skills, at least in in my estimation. And the number. 10, I guess there's 10 things here, hard skills that LinkedIn learning saw were uh, number one, knowing about blockchain. Now, I don't, do you know what that I is? I know nothing. I mean, a little bit, but. I know hardly anything about blockchain. And, I, and, I, and it has to do with storing and validating and authorizing and moving data. And I guess that certainly underscores the importance of um, security in you know on on the internet but the number one um skill hard skill that businesses are looking for is some kind of knowledge of of blockchain Uh, number two cloud computing which was number one the year before well that's that's kind of obvious that's kind of a duh Um, there's so much commerce um, going on in the cloud now and there's so much data being stored in the cloud that they need people who can understand the technical architecture and design and um, how to deliver um, data um, through cloud systems. Um, number three, analytical reasoning. Now, this is a little less. This is a little less of a hard skill in my estimation, but it's number three on their list, same as it was from the previous year. They're looking for talent who can uh, make sense of, um, you know, what's going on in the business and and uncover insights. So, uh, people that are thinking, people that are analyzing, people that are analytical, people that are. I mean, from my perspective, just awake, but, um, you know, know, that's breathing, breathing, um, people that say, Hey, why don't, why don't we do it this way and save some money? Or why don't we do it this way and create a better product? I mean, somebody that's analytical, I think is, is critical. Number four, uh, artificial intelligence. They want people that have some knowledge about artificial intelligence, machine learning, a big deal in the media. You hear people talking about this all the time. You hear um, someone like Elon Musk saying that perhaps artificial intelligence is not only a boon, but perhaps one of the largest um, um, dangers to us moving forward as a society that once the once machines start learning in a highly effective way, we will become uh, perhaps um, more expendable, you know, 
Um, so I think that that's interesting down to, but still number four in terms of a, a hard, a hard skill. Number five, um, UX design. Don't know what they're talking about. Got nothing. Not got nothing on that. <laughs> Me neither. UX design. Um, something about, uh, looking at, uh, customers and understanding, um, how that works. I, I really know very little about that. Number six, business analysis. Um, that's up from, from 10, uh, from the previous year. And of course, people who can look at a business and analyze it, um, you know, put it on a grid and understand it and make suggestions on how to, um, make the business more effective. Um, number seven, affiliate marketing. Now that's new. That's new to the list from the previous year. Um, people who understand the role of um, social media and, and, and how that works. I think that that's going to be an area that's going to expand and expand and expand because it is social media. Social media is so powerful. Um, the ability to um, send advertisement out to someone specifically with a need is, I mean, frankly, that's what built Google to the powerhouse that it, that it is today. Um, one of the most powerful co uh, companies in the, in the whole world. So uh, affiliate marketing is a very important skill. Number eight, sales. I guess it was number eight this, the year before. Um, obviously, in any enterprise, they need people with uh, sales skills. And many success stories started in sales. You think about it, Gates, Jobs, Musk. They all started in sales. They're still, well, not Steve Jobs, but the other fellas, not Bill Gates, he's retired. But they all started in sales. They all had a large sales component to... Uh, to what they did. And sales has always been and will continue to be a, a very sought after skill. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why they compensate salespeople on commissions. Because you get you get the good ones, you 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 pay them a larger commission. They learn how to earn a larger commission and they're they're worth every penny because they're bringing in large amount of sales. Number nine, scientific computing. Up three points or up three positions from the year before. Um, you know, companies need people that can develop machine learning modules and um, learn how to get the machines to compute in a more scientific, more thoughtful way. Um, I don't know much about that, but that's apparently a very sought after skill. Number 10, video production. Now, I thought this was interesting because we're doing audio production here at TFWP. We've talked about doing it um, in a video context, but, um, video production, although down three from the previous year is still one of the top 10, uh, hard skills that, uh, that they see as needed. In fact, Cisco estimates that video will account for 82% of the global internet traffic in 2022. Wow. That's pretty phenomenal, right? It's good for YouTube, I guess. I, I guess I was talking, not talking, listening to someone who was running one of these big video websites, maybe it was YouTube, I'm not sure. And they were saying that, you know, like hundreds of hours per minute are being uploaded into YouTube. What What is being sucked up into the cloud is, is phenomenal. Well, that's why YouTube is so dangerous. You watch one video and then you see, oh, what is this one? Oh, what right. is this one? And then you've just lost an hour. Right. Or you go, oh, it's Tuesday already. <laughs> you know, I mean, the time flight, it draws you. I heard someone say that it draws you down the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you're watching 
um, car crash pictures on a remote road in Arkansas, and then you're off to um, somebody, um, you know, car crashing into a shopping cart, and then you're on to some other stuff. It's it's amazing what's out there, but there's good stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, just last night, I was I was looking at uh, YouTube, and there was a TED talk by our good friend Andy Puddencombe, oh. who founded Headspace. And uh, it was just a 10-minute talk about, uh, about meditation and mindfulness. And he did it while standing on a stage and juggling three red balls. And, <laughs> and the speed and the method in which he juggled emphasized the, the mental thought process or the different processes that he was talking about. I'm going to have um, to look that one up. I highly recommend it. Just 10 minutes. And, you know, he's got that very unique, what is it, British accent, I suppose. Uh, and he's talking about meditation and his path through meditation and, you know, what it can do. I was, I was just uh, fascinated. Um, our good friend Janine Letford, who was a guest on the show last year, who teaches um, financial wellness or personal finance to kids, um, she did a podcast or not a podcast, but a TED talk. Um, and it was interesting to hear about how she was teaching kids about personal finance um, using using lectures, but using music and other modalities. Um, uh, and also helping kids set up Roth IRAs at a very <laughs> young age. Um, I don't think we completely understood how powerful a Roth IRA was when... Not when we were kids. No, no. Well, certainly not when we were kids and maybe not even last year when we were talking with Janine. I'm going, Roth IRA, why? And now I'm going, aha, I totally get that. So um, she's got a TED Talk out there and uh, Janine Letford, check it out. I think she's got some interesting things to say. So um, video production, just booming, booming, booming all the time. So if we go back to this list primarily the hard skills. Um, They're dealing with computers, analysis, marketing, sales. Those are the hot areas generally. And then there's this overlay of, to me, this new area, these, these soft skills, a newer concept to me, formerly called people skills, maybe called spark in the eye at some point. Um, but this whole idea of soft skills as something that's being deliberately sought after is something, something new, something to, to think about. This is Dave Hagen, and you're listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails. You know, I don't think we're going to do any emails today. We're going to change it up a little bit. I want to make a couple of comments about uh, people that, uh, uh, that listen to the podcast and, and give us feedback. And Brian, now you haven't heard a lot of this, so you'll think it's it's pretty oh, cool. All right. You know, I found out that my um, my old roommate from college, and that's been a few years since college, listens to the podcast, a very, very successful guy in his own right. And he tells me, he goes, yeah, I listen to your podcast and there's always something interesting and stuff. And 
um, you know, he said, I, I like, I like listening to Brian too. Cause he's always got something interesting to say. And he's like trying to knock you off your game. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we kind of worked together. I'm going to give you shots sometimes. But. Absolutely. But I think it's kind of cool that my, my, my old college roommates listening to the podcast and, um, and appreciates, uh, listening to Brian. He also said that, uh, um, he enjoyed some of the interviews that we did in the past year. So that's oh, kind that's of cool. interesting feedback. You know, um, I talked to another friend of mine, um, and she said, well, you and Brian just talk too much. <laughs> she says, just get to the meat of it and get in and get out, get it yeah, done. That's true. Sometimes you know, we go off on tangents. We do, we do, but I, I kind of enjoy that part of it, and I, I hope that the listeners do too. Or Fast at least forward. <laughs> most of the yeah, most of the listeners. Hit the ten second forward. The ten button. second forward button, right? Um, and you know, I've I, I get emails and comments from people. I got a, I got an email from somebody um, just a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying that uh, he and his wife moved to Middle America because they wanted to be able to pay less for housing. They could do their jobs anywhere, and they moved to middle America so that they could spend less on housing and be able to capture more of the income for themselves. Nice. And that was that, that's kind of cool. That's thoughtful. I really dig that. Of course, in the next breath, he said, maybe I can get a Tesla pretty soon. <laughs> and I feel that. <laughs> I feel that desire. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hold off, hold off. Those Teslas are getting uh, cheaper and cheaper. In fact, I, I saw some, some um, late model Teslas, um, not late model Teslas, used Teslas. They're starting to go on the market at less than $30,000 now. Oh, there you go. Because um, the new ones are coming out and the, the old ones are, are you know, starting to become used cars. So, um, you know, hang in there, Jeff. Resist that Tesla baby. <laughs> but I think it's so smart to move to middle America and, and find a place where housing is less because it's only getting more expensive out here on the coast as time goes by, not only more expensive, but more, more crowded, yeah. getting crazy, crazy. So keep those uh, emails and, and comments coming. And, and those of you out there, we know you're listening and, you know, we're going to pledge in this new year to continue to bring you some really great, interesting and entertaining content so that you can move forward on your financial plan rather than move forward on um, a financial plan that somebody's trying to put in in place for you. Well, that's all we got today. This is Dave Hagen, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.